Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to The Glitter Boys. Friends and listeners, we have heard your requests. This has been the most requested topic since we started and since people started sending us feedback and leaving us amazing reviews. And we appreciate all of that. But it, it is clear that everybody definitely wants to hear about one thing. And as such, we're going to use this opportunity to kick off yet one more of our recurring themes beyond the megaverse, where we talk about properties adjacent to, tangential to, inspired by, or in some way related. Maybe you can get some inspiration from them. Who knows? From, to, slash, whatever, preposition, Palladium Books properties. And what better way to kick it off? Then with a dive into savage rifts. Savage Worlds is a completely different role-playing system. It's there's everything in Savage Worlds. It's honestly, it's it's in play, not even a little, but in spirit. There is something of palladium to it in that anything can be brought there. Anything can be brought there. Now, I have a history with Savage Worlds myself. I ran Savage Worlds almost exclusively since the day I picked up the original hardback, that green-ish covered book with like the guy with the hat on the top right after Deadlands got transitioned to Savage Worlds. Anyway... Shane, Shane Hensley, creator of Deadlands, then created Savage Worlds, very similar to the original Deadlands, and it's a fantastic, pulpy adventure role-playing game. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we played, uh, you and I actually played a, uh, a, a Savage Worlds game, didn't we, with our old podcast? Correct. We did Half Movies Will Game, and when we we're trying to put together a visual component to that podcast. We thought, what better way than to do like an actual play? We had been advertising that we were going to do this since day one. <laughs> and we're like, okay, it's time to deliver. And we did a Savage Worlds. Uh, I ran Savage Worlds for the uh, Suicide Squad theme adventure. And I think everybody had a lot of fun. Heat and air conditioning failure with notwithstanding. <laughs> Traditionally, uh, role-playing games are played in the basement, but it was quite a heat wave and we just couldn't keep up. We chose the wrong time of year to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it was a lot of fun. And the Savage Worlds game was my go-to game for action and adventure and just a fast-moving, get-to-the-good-stuff kind of game for a long time. It, Because of the way that Savage Worlds traditionally was marketed... $10 core book is all you need. Because of that, it was what I used as my personal D&D killer. If somebody, said, if somebody said, man, I, I, want to, I want you to run a game, man. I'm looking for a D&D game. I ain't got a group. You running anything? I said, I'll run a game for you. 
but it ain't D&D, but I promise you'll like it. Whenever someone posted on an internet forum saying, I need something other than D&D, I need something else. We've been playing too much. What else is out there with a low barrier to entry? I'd say Savage Worlds. It certainly counts, especially low barrier to entry. Yeah. Savage Worlds is a fun game. In fact, fun is one of the three words in its legendary tagline. It's advertising statement. Much like Palladium's is unleash your imagination. Pinnacles for Savage Worlds is fast exclamation point, furious exclamation point, fun exclamation point. (laughs) The three F's of Savage Worlds. So before we talk about what we think about Savage Rifts, let's at least have a quick overview of the Savage Worlds system. Yeah, definitely. It is a completely different system than anything you're used to in Palladium. Yeah. It's it's very streamlined, uh, whereas Rifts is very crunchy. Well, all of Palladium is really crunchy. You can say that about any any property they have. I got opinions on that. But yeah, compared to Savage Worlds, Rifts is pretty crunchy. Savage Worlds has very smooth mechanics. It's got a very simple system to understand that makes sense within its own logic. Unlike Palladium, you're not looking around a whole bunch of different books to figure out modifiers and what situation applies to what. Savage Worlds makes it pretty simple to figure out what you need to be doing at any one time. If you're familiar with Dungeons & Dragons and Palladium, Savage Worlds is different in that instead of a single D20 roll, it uses a, you, you are always rolling two dice. You have your base ability, which is a die of any size from four to 12. And then you have what's called a wild die, which is a D6. Whenever you do anything in Savage Worlds, you roll your ability die and then you roll that wild die. And whichever die rolls the highest, that's the one that you use to compare against your target number, which the system sets most target numbers at a four. In Savage Worlds, 99% of dice explode. And by explode, I mean when you roll the die and get the highest number, you then roll that die again and add it on top of that. And you keep doing that. There's no limit to the explosions. So you're trying to hit a guy you have a fighting of D4 and a wild die of a D6, and you roll your skill die, unfortunately, gets a two. That's not a success, but your wild die gets a six. Oh, shit. That's a success. Right. Plus, roll that six again and add it to it. Oh, shit, son. That's another six. Roll that and add it again. Now we are going up and up and up. I have seen action rolls upwards of 30 and higher. With D4s and D6s alone in Savage Worlds. Yeah, the things are different too. Uh, Instead of like skills and and perks and things like that, you have, instead of a class, like you have a a framework Mm -hmm. uh, is is what I believe it's called. In Rifts, you have the framework. Iconic framework. In basic Savage Worlds, really your character is just a set of stats, a set of skills, and a set of what are called edges. So you have like, you think feats, you know, D&D, everybody yeah. knows feats. So you've got your five stats, you've got a smattering of skills, and then you've got like, I get a bonus of plus four when I punch a guy, or I get, I'm yeah. really good with hot wiring cars as edges. And you've got some gear. That's it. Yeah, That's your character. 
Well, and and usually hindrance. Oh, well. well, hindrances, yeah, which are things that you can take. They are the opposite of edges, but they let you take more stuff. Like, I'm going to yeah. take two points of hindrances so I can get an extra die on my smarts. Smarts is an actual, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a super simple game. The mechanics are meant for fast play for very pulpy action. Like, the first yeah. game I think I ever played was like... Uh, Texas gunslingers versus uh, demonic elves or something. It's just the kind of game where you can do that. And that 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 screams rifts, right? Yeah. So we, we have this book in front of us. And we, if you're listening to these in order, we just waxed Rhapsodic about the original rifts. It's, it's a lot different. It's a different system. It's a different art. Kevin uh, wrote the foreword to it, which, which was nice. But if, if, it, it's it's very much less than riffs. It's it's riffs flavored. Yeah, it, it's it, this is not what I would call riffs. This is inspired by the characters created by. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I I agree. I feel that the the books themselves are smooth. The yeah. the formatting is really nice. The the page layout that. The headers, the way that they do their uh, the structures of the paragraphs and the drop caps and the beginning of sections and things. This is very much not what you would expect from a Palladium book because it's no. not made by Palladium. And I, I would say the art as well, which is one of the huge draws for me for Palladium. Like, uh, do you do you have the book open in front of you? I do. Check out page twenty two. Oh, is that the that, one I'm this, this, I'm just saying this would not <sighs> happen anywhere. That is, and this is D and D art. This is this is 3.5 and up D and D art. Yeah, because don't you be talking shit about second ed art. Second ed no. art was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this is yeah. ridiculous action poses and yeah. I, I, it's, that said, for a Savage Worlds game. It's got a lot of tables. There is a little more chunk than you'll find in a lot of Savage Worlds, but nowhere near what I'm used to for riffs. And some of this is my nostalgia lashing out and going, but where's the... And it's just not there. Like, did you know there's only two types of insanity in here? Two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people also are okay with that because the palladium insanity system has its perks and is insane, it, it, but it's insane. Yeah. Speaking of art, let's just go a few pages forward to page 26. I hate that yeah. picture too. The dragon's okay. The glitter boys, a pretty solid picture. Yeah. This, the juicer, the, the art for the juicer that what nothing about that art says juicer to me, you know, just that's a person with a no, gun. It's, and a, it's a guy with a faux hawk. No, it's yeah. not a mohawk. That's a faux hawk. Yeah, that is these, not a nineties. <laughs> this okay, yeah. Let's start with some criticisms. I was gonna save those for later, but let's dive in. Okay. The art is not up to par, in my opinion. It just doesn't. Like the Palladium books have a, a the style and a feel to them. I'm not gonna say that. I, I'd say the the art is very up to the industry's par. This is corporate art. This is yeah. Yeah, this is paid for corporate art. Yeah. I'm sorry, artist, whoever you are. This is. Yeah, I mean, your your work is is fine, and it's it's very similar to a lot of work coming out mm -hmm. from a lot of the the big places, and that could be a draw. But for 
Yeah, for an old Palladium fan, I, I'm I'm not feeling it. Yeah, it's phoned in art. Like we need we need a thing on this page, and we need a thing on this page. And you know what? I I get it. Kevin reuses a lot of art. You know why he reuses yeah. it? Because it's good and it's iconic. Yeah. <sighs> grum grum grum. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it's very trimmed, and it's. It has to be. I mean, it's large print. There's a lot of pictures, and it it comes in at 148 pages. I mean, it's it's definitely smaller than riffs. It reminds me a lot of the house artist of Pathfinder. Yeah, who I don't like. It's Wayne Wayne Reynolds. That's his name. Scrolling up, <laughs> Wayne Reynolds. Is this Wayne Reynolds art? Is it? Dear God. I'm about to find out. Um, I don't see Wayne Reynolds. Okay. At least gets an okay there. Wayne Reynolds was, I think he got a lot of art in third ed D&D and some in fourth ed, but he's most known for the Pathfinder art. I can't stand Wayne Reynolds art. It's all (laughs) constipated, angry looking people in action poses, ready to stab you like they're posing for for a photograph taken of them about to take a dump while they kill you. And I, <laughs> I hate it. Like there's a couple of pictures of his in the fifth ed D and D handbook, which mm-hmm. you know what? I, I like the art from fifth ed D and D. There's a lot more of a slice of life feel to it, except his picture of Morden Canaan. It can yeah. die in a fire. It's terrible. It's just this Morden Canaan's angry and he's casting a spell at you. <laughs> That's what the art of the characters in Savage Rifts looks like to me. They're all angry. Like it looks like the, the Cyber Knight. She's, yeah. it looks like someone said, strike a pose. That's angry. And she did so. And then they said, okay, hold that pose. Now say cheese. And then she goes, cheese. And that's when the <laughs> photograph was taken. Like, she's in the middle of saying cheese. The photographer didn't even have the grace to let her finish saying it. And then there's some art that just looks like it was done by a talented high schooler. <laughs> like the the blind warrior women of uh, Altera. <sighs> I love the Altera, the thong women. Yeah. Oh, what 56. page? 56. What is that? That's, Are you there? What I mean, is that? <laughs> well... Again, is she playing laser tag? She looks like she's playing laser tag. <laughs> <laughs> this is a 1980s cyberpunk movie, you know, starring <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> uh, to be put in contrast, however, the Denord just directly below that is not bad. It's not an action pose, and I can get behind that. It, it the dog boy, dude. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, me too. No, bad dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd say the art is a fail from from top to bottom. However, this is not supposed to be riffs, and I think that's something I should keep in mind. It's 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 not it's not supposed to be palladium. Excuse me. Yeah. Okay. Before we leave the art, though, I need okay. to give a special call out to whoever did the maps. Their cartographer was mm-hmm. fantastic, and I want to thank you. Your Savage Rifts map of North America, which I got from the Kickstarter. I have the full poster version. I love it. It is great. It it is to the point. It shows the polities and where they are without sort of going into like some crazy details. It shows everything that you need to run Mm -hmm. a basic Rifts game in North America. Savage or Palladium. Yeah, I love that map. 
Thank you. You know, before we entirely move away from art, when doing a book like this and you're listing all the different mechs, you're going to have to show pictures. Not one for a list of seven mechs. Yeah. Okay, I'm actually going to say there are a couple. I'm looking through some of these races here, and I got to say, starting with a quick flex, I like that picture. The Mm -hmm. Simvan, I like that picture. It's not Ramon Perez's Simvan, but it's still a goddamn good Simvan. And the The Trimador is good. The Trimador on page 67. So you look at that and you think, man, that looks stupid. The Trimador is a race that has always looked stupid. Every depiction of the (laughs) Trimador to date has looked terrible. This is the first time I've seen this stupid looking race and thought, okay, that actually looks cool. The, what do you call the 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 Trimador? The Trimador. Yeah, yeah. Those have been lifted from Star Wars, the Clone Wars. Those are the Doctor people. Uh, I'm sorry. This was way, these came out way before the Clone Wars. The Trimador, way older than Clone Wars. That that picture, though. That race with that description and that picture, yeah? the way they look with the long necks and whatnot. Trimador, older than Clone Wars. I promise you. You got some splaining to do, Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> okay. But do you have any other comments on the art? Just the mechs. You need more mecha. Uh, you need, if you're having the all these different robot power suits, you need to show them. Robot power suits sell books. They always have. Big mechs. Good. More mechs. Uh, I will I will agree to that. There needs to be more images of the equipment. That's one thing Palladium's always done a good job of. Mm-hmm. Every piece of battle gear, if it's a gun, if it's an armor, or if it's a robot yeah. or a vehicle, has a picture. Yeah. Uh, the, the interior of the cockpit, how mm-hmm. it's laid out. I mean... They, they, it's chunky, but I mean, it's brilliant. Before we leave the art, I want to make one final note. Page hmm. 75 of the Tomorrow Legion Player's Guide is a picture of Abel McVenner. Matthew's huh? character in our ongoing weekend game. 75. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. That is me. <laughs> well, mine, mine is the white hair, but yeah, that's totally me. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's move on to the topic of character creation. Savage Worlds is notorious for having quick character creation. If you have played a handful of sessions of Savage Worlds, you can make a character in about five minutes. There's a familiar flow to it. You set your stats, you set your skills, you pick your edges and hindrances, and you get your gear, and you're good. That's it. That's all you got to do. That's standard. That is the F, the first F of Savage Worlds, the fast Starts with character creation. Rifts in Savage World <laughs> not fast. They add so many extra components to character creation. Some of which I mm-hmm. like, like some of the random tables. But there's so much going on that, like, why? Why? Oh, we're- I will say it's still more streamlined than Palladium, though. It's still more streamlined, but it is... It's one it's of the things... The same section. It's one of the flaws of Palladium that they should have left in Palladium. They should not have ported that aspect over. Really long character creation? We don't need that. The whole point of coming to Savage Worlds is to focus on the things that Savage Worlds does best. So one strike right there. It's not fast. You know, I will say this, and I've been dogging on Savage Worlds take on riffs. And like I said, some of that's nostalgia. But I wouldn't have wanted to tackle this port. And if you're if you're looking for the gateway drug 
to the addiction of a massive bookshelf full of palladium, this isn't bad. It's this not. Is, this, this, this could have been a lot worse. If, if they haven't seen palladium, then they're younger than us. This is the <laughs> yeah. art they expect. You know, this is, this is what role-playing art looks like. A lot of my complaints come from it not properly servicing my nostalgia. That is a valid complaint, but it's also something that is definitely that that definitely needs to be understood because yeah. a lot of my own complaints are they are from my own nostalgia. A lot of them are not, but I will not lie about the fact that the gripes that I have against Savage Rifts, there's a good number of them, 100% driven by nostalgia. Yeah. And I also found another picture I liked. Oh, oh, Sorry. which one? Uh, 94, the flying Titan. That's a good pick. Uh, oh, that's good. On the, same, the same page as the grease monkey, which that's is okay. But, but there's no picture. Yeah, yeah there's no yeah. picture of the Samson, the super trooper, the predator. Like, where are these? The Samson's yeah. iconic. It's almost as iconic as the glitter boy when it comes was to power armor. Before. Oh, no, wait. The, no, there's it's the scattered. Monkey. It's the page before. Yeah. Yeah. They're scattered throughout it. Let's now start looking at the gear. Yeah. Here's a bonus for Savage Worlds. Here's a, here's what something that Savage Worlds, I think, does better. is that in each section of gear, they give a description of what different types of gear do. Different classes and categories. For example, my favorite one. If you turn to page 100, smooth 100 FM, look at the <laughs> ion weapons, the plasma weapons, and the particle beam weapons. Mm-hmm. Right at the top of each of those lists, they tell you, what the exact systemic differences are between ion, particle beam, and laser. Yeah. That's something palladium doesn't really make, they don't really do. Like each yeah. gun in palladium is its own thing. And some are called particle beams and some are called lasers and whatever. But there's no real reference of what that ultimately means in the game. Why would I choose an ion beam over a laser? Well, the, well, that gun does more damage, so that's yeah. the one I'm using. Here, I like it that each one has its own specific things that it does. That uniqueness, mm. that feel that your gear is special, that's cool. Yeah, But you know what yeah. it doesn't do? doesn't show you pictures of them. It even, certainly does not. Even if it's really nothing but a Sega Master System light gun, like the Wilkes pistol, come on, at least show me a picture. <laughs> <laughs> it goes into vehicle rail guns and... You know, the the same breakdown for vehicles. So what do you think of the missile system here? Well, it's infinitely more usable than the one from Core Palladium. Yeah. Because there's different renditions of the one from Core Palladium. The missile system in Savage Rifts is basically just Savage Worlds missiles. Yeah. And that I'm going to use as a good segue into something I don't like about the Savage Rifts interpretation, which is mega damage. Yeah. Palladium in Rifts and Robotech, mega damage is a special class of damage far above and beyond normal damage. Yeah. The existence of a mega damage weapon versus a standard weapon, it's not just I'm going to use this mega damage weapon to shoot vehicles. It's I'm going to use this to vaporize my opponents in one shot. In Savage Worlds, there's a class of damage called heavy weapons. This is core to the standard Savage Worlds rules. All heavy weapons are, in Savage Worlds, is a word. And that word is heavy. And that's it. That's all it does. 
you have a word on your weapon that says heavy, and you have a word on your target that says heavy. If you have a weapon that is not heavy, you can't damage a target that has the heavy tag. If you have a weapon that is heavy, then you can damage it. Unfortunately, there's no downward shift. There's no amplification of that. A heavy weapon does the same damage against a normal target as it does against a heavy target. Oh. And all Savage Rifts did was rename heavy to mega damage and call it good. That, to me, Uh, I know that a lot of the detractors don't like mega damage in rifts. I love it. I love amplified damage. I love that whole, oh, fuck, he's got a gun that was 1D4 MD, and I'm only wearing a trench coat. I need to find a place to hide. I love that feel that you only get from like video games and, and and boss fights. I love it. Yeah. You don't get it here. Yeah. It's, it's like in uh, the first men in black where he's first introduced to the noisy cricket. That is a mega damage weapon in a (sighs) tiny, tiny Derringer. (laughs) That is a fantastic example of mega damage in media. Yeah. I can't believe I never thought about that. Well done. Kudos. Bonus XP to Abel. (laughs) (laughs) There's, Another thing that I think is missing is a lot of the flavor. And that might be because this had a lot of writers as opposed to someone writing herd who had a mm-hmm. particular vision. Yeah, it's just it it doesn't it doesn't feel right. It doesn't taste right. Yeah, each weapon is listed. You know what? It's missing is the lore of that weapon. Yeah. One thing that people hate about Palladium games who aren't familiar with them is that every item, every weapon in Rifts, you know, is you put four weapons on a page, whereas in D&D you put 40 because you're just doing yeah. a table. But the reason you put four weapons on a page in Rifts is because each weapon has a description. And in that description, it talks about why does this weapon exist? Who made this weapon? What purpose does it serve? Yeah. That kind of stuff. It's all missing. What What is it derived from? Yeah. I love that stuff. I do too. I'm a lore slut. I, I always have been. <laughs> a lore slut. We need that on a shirt. Note to self, NPC, when you edit, make that a thing that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't have a lot. There is one thing that they do that I really like that Palladium doesn't. Okay. And that's their uh, their final strike option, uh, the, the Blaze of Glory. Ooh, yeah. Now, as a quasi-depressed, chain-smoking, suicidal Rifts player, uh, that's my character, not me, by the way. I don't need your letters. I like the Blaze of Glory. I have always liked the, the concept of a final strike, that this, this conflict is important, and I'm willing to die for it. So would you describe what that does in the mechanic? Okay. So if you're attacked, this, this is your boss fight, right? You're, you're up against the ultimate evil. Uh, the, the village is depending on you. The, 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 the women and children and grown men are, are crying in the streets, begging for you to save them. And you're all that stands between the hordes of whatever and yada yada. First of all, you, you say, you look at your GM square in the eyes and in a very serious tone, you say, I'm triggering my blaze of glory. I, I'm going to take this guy out. And the game pauses. The GM and you then work out what you want to do, how you are going to spend your life. 
because this is this is a moment you're not going to walk away from. You discuss your end goal. You the player should give a very clear, well thought out action. I am going to stand here and not one. I'm going to stand in this pass where only I can stand. It's it's only wide enough, and the horde will not get at them while they have time to flee. Stuff like that. This is this is a dying breath moment. It's 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 your last stand. I think many games should have that. I you know there's there's only one that I've ever seen have it, and the game for it got canceled, and that made me very sad. But that was uh, the Valdemar role playing game. There's a horror role-playing game called Dread. And the basic uh-huh. mechanic of Dread is you have a Jenga tower. And instead of rolling dice or drawing cards, whenever you want to do something, you pull one or more, usually just one, but two if it's really bad, draws blocks from the Jenga tower. And if you pull and nothing happens, you succeed at what you're doing. If you pull and the tower collapses, you die. But it has a blaze of glory mechanic, which is I am voluntarily going to kill myself to succeed at this action. And yeah. what you do is you knock the tower over, you <laughs> knock it over, whatever you want happens and it's awesome, but you die <laughs> or you leave the story somehow never to return. When Boromir charged the orcs that had Marion Pippin, mm-hmm. that was his blaze of glory moment. Yeah. You continue to play. But at the end of that scene, you know, good or ill, you, you keel over from the, the, from, from the weight of your wounds. And I think that is such, in, in, in something that's so lore light, that is a beautiful rule and it has a whole page to itself in this rather slim tome. And I think this is something they did very, very right. Yeah. And I want to add a special bonus to that which is the juicer. They have a mechanic, you know, the time, the whole time is running out mechanic in this edition. The juicer gets bonuses related to building up to a blaze of glory. And I think that's a fucking badass idea. I really wish that something like that would be regularly ported back into if there, if there was ever a new edition of actual rifts, make that a thing in the core rules. Yeah, the juicer needs to be able to to build that shit up and then just explode at once, fire all of their guns at once and explode into space is what they need to be able to do. Yeah. On the nitty gritty of things you get uh, when you declare it, you get three bennies, three benefits, which you can then spend during during the course of your last encounter here. If you're unfamiliar with bennies, it's a standard Savage Worlds mechanic. It's a meta currency of action where you can spend a binny, as they call it. Think of it just like a, a plot token or a, a fate point to either re-roll some dice or add some damage or, you know, activate an effect. It's just a standard. A lot of games do with them now. Savage Worlds is pretty hardcore into plot points. Yeah, that's really all there is to it. But it's it's a great it's a great addition to the game. Agreed. Their death and defeat table is also interesting. If you're not going out in a blaze of glory, uh, you you can be uh, mangled, put in a coma. You could have a hard recovery. You could be down, but not out. Or you could be not today death. Or you could have a near death experience. The, uh, when you get when you get so beaten down that in uh, any other game you would die, you actually roll a d twenty 
in, in this version. And you may not die. You might lose a finger. <laughs> you might just be out for a couple of weeks. If you're lucky. I think we're diving so deep into the mechanics here. I don't want to get lost in it. Sure. This is Savage Rifts is something that we can probably come back to a lot. Because, you know, we, we do the OCCs in Rifts. Why not take that time to, Matthew, look at the Savage version? Like yeah, next, if, if we do ever that. do an OCC look at the juicer, we got to pull in the savage version of that as an alternate take. Yeah, that kind of stuff. There's pre-generated narrative hooks. Yeah, yeah. The hero's journey. I hate that stuff. Can we yeah. can we talk about the things I hate now? Can yeah, we? go for it. Okay, I, I think we've been nice enough, uh, dear listener. I want to warn you that we're about to go into the negative here. We we try to be <laughs> positive about things. I do at least. I'm about to spew forth some negative badness. I apologize in advance. If you don't want to hear it, just go ahead and skip to the next episode. You've been warned. I'll do one last good thing. Okay. There's an index at the end. Now go. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Before you discount anything that I say, before you think, man, this is just an old school grognart bitching about change, I need you to know where I'm coming from. Yes. I have played Palladium and run Palladium for 30 years now. 31. 31 years now. Thank you. I've run everything from crunchy Shadowrun games to fruity, pretentious Nobilis games to weird what-the-fuck game systems like Tenrabancho Zero to gritty card dueling games like my own published story game, Moto Bushido, and everything in between. I've run hundreds of Savage World sessions. I've even written Savage World setting directly commissioned for me by the Shanester himself. I love Savage Worlds. Just so you know. I want to make that clear. There's a large butt coming. I do not love Savage Rifts. To me, Savage Rifts is not fast. It is not furious and it is not fun. Some notes that I specifically have for this episode. On page eight, when it talks about different aspects of character creation and, uh, you know, it goes into the concepts of, uh, let me, let me read this aloud. When it talks about bringing in characters from other Savage Worlds games, you know, that's something you can do in Rifts, bring in characters from the Megaverse. Why can't you do it in Savage Worlds? So they try to accommodate that. There's a line at the end of that first paragraph. This method will allow your hero to have a semblance of balance end. Stop. Full stop. Right there. Boom. Symbols of balance. That is the most unrift statement <laughs> that I've ever heard. If you're focused on mechanical balance, then you've already lost sight of what makes rifts awesome. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, agreed. Agreed. Against the powerful heroes and foes of rifts earth is how the rest of that sentence goes. And we've waxed philosophic on that a number of times. I'm not going to do it again, but I agree. The unbalance of rifts is rifts. And that's it's one of the beautiful parts of the game. Agreed. Goes with the committee artwork. Then we flip the page to page nine, and it talks about a brand new exclusive to Savage Rifts faction called the Tomorrow Legion. I hate the Tomorrow Legion. I hate the name. <laughs> I hate the entire idea of this nation of do-gooders who are just yeah. out there doing good stuff. You know, the Cyber Knights alone fill that role, and I'm okay with that. It's a fucked up world, and there's some 
fucked up shit happening to this world. And I'm sorry, <laughs> human nature means fucked up bad things are going to be happening to each other because humans mm-hmm. are just bad. There's that nature of when everything fails, when everything falters, fuck you, I got mine. That's yeah. That to me is humanity. I, I just I just can't do it. I just don't like it. And I know why they do it. Sav- I get it. I get it. I've read the Savage World style guides. I know what they do. They, they don't allow smoking mentioned in their games. They don't encourage the positive portrayal of drug use. I get the it. Juicer made it. No, huh. the, the juicer is, a, is an icon. But even the juicer, the juicer has terrible drawbacks. You know, yeah. Savage Worlds, Pinnacle, they they have their rules and I get it. They want a positive spin to be put there for players who want to be do-gooders and for the kids. But that's that. The, no. Like, no. Somewhere Warhammer is laughing. <laughs> the whole assumption that all player characters are going to be part of this group of do-gooders. Like, yeah. Like, I don't like the faction, but what I don't like even more than the existence of the Tomorrow Legion is the assumption that every character made will be a member of this fucking Care Bear faction of (laughs) do-gooders. I just, I I can't do it. I don't like it. I'm with you. I don't like Mega Damage in Savage Rifts. I think it makes it, it's just not special anymore. What about Castle Refuge? Shut the fuck up. Just, no, are are no. you sure you, you you don't you don't want to talk about the nightly man who first brought the first group of people? I just you know you know you know you know this is written by committee I'm just, men. I'm I mean that, that's, here. that's the difference. I'm just sitting here it's, on the group W bench. I'm just sitting here, <laughs> and I'm just I'm just not into it. Nope, no sir, I don't like it. There we go. That's it. But 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 I do actually have some mechanical gripes, and this is from me. Buying into the Kickstarter, I bought all in. I went at the highest tier possible. That was not, you know, either 100% vanity or retailer level. I get the whole goddamn thing. And I gave away all the extra stuff to people because I'm like, hey, I got all this extra Savage World stuff. Play Savage World. It's amazing. And I ran Savage Rifts for a year. And then I converted it to regular Rifts because (laughs) I just couldn't do it anymore. Here's another preface. I have not played... Savage Worlds Adventure Edition. Original Savage Rifts came out for the Deluxe Edition. That's what I played. I haven't played it since. Okay. So, Savage Rifts has one major glaring problem, at least as of Deluxe Edition. And I'm guessing, just from looking at the numbers on the pages, reviewing for this episode, Adventure Edition has it as well. Every Savage Rifts combat boils down to who gets to fire the railgun first? That's it. Who gets to fire the railgun first? Because the railguns in Savage Rifts are so fucking broken that it's just <laughs> okay, cool. You got you got two Triax Ultimax robots standing off mm-hmm. against each other and they both got a heavy rail gun. It's not going to be a rock'em sock'em robot. It's not going to be robot jocks. It's not going to be real steel. It's going to be who on round one gets to fire their rail gun first. And that's it. End of combat. Once you realize that, game over. All you got to do is have somebody who has good initiative make sure they fire the rail gun first. And I hate that. I hated it so much. Yeah. Once everyone in the game realized it, it's like this is this is it. 
That's over. That's why in my game, I took one character from that game, reprogrammed it with cat facts, and made it the guardian. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> because Fanny. <laughs> Fanny is a Triax Ultimax robot with a heavy rail gun. He's just got to fire it once. Yeah. My my last gripe, my last gripe is, I'm sorry, it's not my last one. It's just the last one I wrote down. <laughs> I could probably okay. gripe on about it longer if you give me another bottle of wine because I'm just finishing the one that I started with here. Page flipping. I can take it in rifts. I'm used to it with Palladium. I'm used to running a Palladium game with 17 books sitting here next to me on a TV dinner tray that I pull out and reference different pages. I'm used to it. That's how I expect Palladium to run. I don't want to page flip in Savage Worlds. Savage Worlds is not a page flipping game. I should not have to stop and look up 17 different rules in the middle of a combat because someone forgot to write down a few of their modifiers. I'm used to it with Palladium. Mm -hmm. But with Savage Worlds, it's a codified game. It is, yeah. it is the same kind of codification that turns adjectives into specific modifiers in third ed D&D. It is codified. It is smooth. Everything has its place. There is a currency of modification. You know, everything roughly equates to a plus two bonus here and there. With Savage Rifts, what does a railgun do? What does that mean? What does my ion gun do? What does that mean? What I was just saying that I loved about the different types of damage... Those are great. They're not so great when the player doesn't write down the modifiers and you expect me, the GM, to memorize all that fucking shit. I'm a Savage Worlds <laughs> GM. I've run Savage Worlds game with zero prep because the rule system is so simple. Yeah, you can just wing it. Exactly. They sh <clears throat> Their whole focus on making everything balanced in the Savage Worlds version, to me, made it not Savage Worlds. And that, it fails at two things. Savage Rifts fails at being Savage Worlds and it fails at being Rifts. It is something inspired by a Savage Worlds and something inspired by Rifts. Yeah. But it is neither, in my opinion. That's all I'm going to say. I'm done. What would you say is the most egregious of that laundry list you just gave off? Which one bothers you the most? The Enforced Balance. Okay, yeah. let's go back to page eight, okay? <laughs> you guys, you can't see his face, but I mean, <laughs> the man is genuinely mad. Page eight is a fantastic example of why I don't like the forced balance of it. Mm -hmm. You want to bring in a character from another Savage Worlds game to play in Savage Rifts? Were this Palladium... You just have to make sure that it matches the edition. You know, does this, is this a first edition fantasy character or a second? Okay, we got to give it some SDC, a couple of yeah. physical. Okay, cool. We're good. We're good. Everything else works. Fine. Bring it in and we'll deal with the rest how it follows. In Savage Worlds, it's mostly meant for all settings to be interchangeable, very similar to Plenium. But the Savage Worlds settings all have a semblance of balance in that you can expect for a Savage Worlds character from um, a martial arts setting or whatever to be directly portable to the future setting or the, you know, the, the vehicle horror setting or the Weird West setting. The mechanics are more or less on par with each other. If you want to port one of those characters to Savage Rifts, you need to 
roll on the bonus table twice and apply a couple of extra things. Uh, You need to roll on the hero's journey table three times and apply a bunch of extra things. You need to then rebuild the character from fucking scratch. And then you need to give the character more equipment. And then you need to, then you need to make them level fucking four, right? There's... No, vein what? on his forehead, people. Ah! <laughs> Boom! There goes my left eye. I just don't have it anymore. Pop, clear out. But okay. Anyway, I said that my previous complaint was the last one. Now I'm done. Okay. No, sir. I don't like it. So I, I I see what they tried to do here, and honestly, I think rifts can only exist in Palladium. Rifts is messy. Rifts is a lot of information, and so is Palladium. The, the confusion of what's going on in the world sometimes carries into you, the player. And that's, that's well and natural. I don't think the setting itself lends itself to a streamlined version of this. I, I just don't think it works. I, now, don't. I don't do that as a, as a game designer like you are, but it, it, it's felt off to me the entire thing. Yeah, I'll drink to that. I'd I'd rather search through 10 books than attempt to play with this. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I know that people probably wanted to hear more, less ranting and and more grump, less grumpiness. Page eight. Again, (laughs) the tomorrow Legion player's guide bottom left corner are to me five words, the only five words that you should need to bring a character into Savage Rifts. Good luck and have fun. Yeah. Give your character their choice of standard, not your choice of standard equipment from their native setting. Their choice. Fuck, no. No. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back to Savage Rifts again. I'm, I've got myself yeah. worked up into a furor and I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta it's all amp it back down. Honestly, the main reason I'm so disappointed in it is because I had such high expectations. I bought into that Kickstarter something fierce. I was so excited to see what happened. And I just didn't enjoy the results in play as both a Savage Worlds fan and a Palladium fan. I didn't like either aspect of it. Yeah. Well, this is my first introduction to it. I've certainly never played it. And honestly, I probably won't. I'm I'm enjoying playing Rifts as as Rifts was meant to be played. That said, if you have a friend who you want to introduce to the setting, this and you know they're uh, a younger gamer, this might be the way to go about it. Set the set the player's guide out for them to look through and say all you got to do is look at the mechanics. Set the Rifts book next to it so you can say but but look at this art. There's thongs in this. Oh, and that guy's smoking. <laughs> You know, we're running long on this, but I didn't know that about Savage Worlds. I didn't realize they had a, an ethos to yeah. go with it. Yeah, they, they want to be kid-friendly. I mean, oh, yeah, sure, nice. there's also like blood and guts and death and whatnot, but they don't want to promote some things. And I, I can appreciate that. Eh. Yeah, theater of the mind, man. I, I, I don't want Yeah, my ethics force-fed me. Gross. Okay, I'm, I'm tired of ranting. Let's close this out. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening to our disjointed middle-aged mumbles, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks again.
You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. 